Welcome to another episode of Brain Boom with your host, Matt West, where you will hear empowering stories of entrepreneurs, artists, and athletes who trusted the progress. right into it who is marcus black man it's a great question um so i'm a guy i was born in the south so i'm a product of the south born in memphis raised in mississippi so you know just kind of that southern hospitality and kindness is a part of who i am as a human okay but just because you are kind as a human does not mean the world will participate right so i grew up uh in a place where poverty is common. I mean, Mississippi is the poorest state in the union, uh, worst education in the union. Now, I was lucky enough to be a part of one of the better school districts in Mississippi, um, but <clears throat> still faced a lot of struggles, faced a lot of adversity or from an early on uh, age. My father was an alcoholic. And so he was really, as I've gotten older, I've learned that he was struggling to understand who he was and to be able to cope with some of his realities just as a man and trying to understand life. But still as a kid, that doesn't mean anything to you. Right. So he would often say things to me that were very hurtful, belittling. Then I faced this at school, not having a lot of friends, not having a lot of money, so not having the best clothes. So I realized at an early age that the world is, can be a cruel place. People can be cruel. And so what happened was I remember being about 13, 14 years old, I struggled with anxiety. So I had all this like anxiety, I had all this bullying, all this being belittled. And I just made a choice in my head. I'm like, man, this can't be it. This cannot be life. It has to be more than this. I don't know what it is, but this ain't it. So I just learned to look forward beyond where we are to say, okay, I'm just gonna keep holding on until I get to it. And so through that, I had pain point after pain point after pain point, but I'm just pressing on because I'm like, well, this ain't it either. Eventually, it's going to come. If this is as bad as it gets, it has to get better at some point. So things did start to get better, start playing athletics, football, start getting attention, developing friendships. And, you know, my later years of high school, on the way to play football in college and some big things up in front of me, and then I had a car accident. This car accident is one where I should have been dead, but I'm not. Like there's no way, possible way I'm supposed to be alive. Like when they pulled the car out of the ditch, we went off the highway 75 miles per hour near a bridge, 25 feet down, crashed, knocked down trees, the car accordion, and when they pulled it out, the car fell apart, like disintegrated. Wow. <laughs> and yet I'm still here. So that is what I call my wake up call. That's why I realized life is fragile. Life is not to be played with. And I had always had that perspective of it's going to get better. But that's when my mind switched to intentionally going after the better and not just waiting on the better to come to me. So all of that is kind of how the book came about. So the, the book, Asleep at the Wheel, starts with a story of me falling asleep at the wheel on the highway, which is not what happened in that accident. It's two separate stories. But it's just how that happens with us in life sometimes. Like sometimes in life, life is cruel. Life does not fight fair. Life hits, and when life hits, it hits hard, and it doesn't matter who you are. No matter how rich you are, how poor you are, how much you have, how little you have, the status you have socially does not matter. It 
is going to hit. And when it hits, it hits hard. And what that causes us to do is to start drifting off at the wheel of our life. We just start fading. We start getting down. We start getting depressed. We start having anxiety. We start comparing our life to others. And we just go to sleep at the wheel. We start going through the motions. And so this book was basically a wake-up call based off the wake-up call I received in life of that accident. And then it unpacks a plan to help people take back control of the wheel so that they can reach their passion and purpose in life. And I love how you put that is having a plan so that way you can start making action towards your purpose. Now yes. tell me, tell me, Marcus, tell me a little bit more about that moment. You you were you were in a car accident. I'm sure that you were either hospitalized or bedridden or something had you think about what just happened, right? Take me That's a great take me back to that moment of how you were able to like start taking those action steps towards your purpose? A great, great, great question. So this actually was a little different. This is how I know it was a purposeful. This was one of those purposeful, intentional things that happen in your life to grab your attention. So for me, there were four of us in the car. There literally was a doctor on the scene who checked us all out. We all walked away. Now I did have some injuries that ended my football career, internal stuff, but nothing no broken bones, nothing like on the surface. All four of us walked away and went home that night. No hospitalization, which was phenomenal, amazing. But this is, this is what triggered my mind to start thinking, though. I started asking the question, why am I still here? Why? Why didn't I die? Why wasn't I hospitalized? Why wasn't I paralyzed? Because one of my best friends in this life, he, we grew up together, we played football together, was in a car accident just a year before mine. And he was going about half the speed we were on back roads, but crashed into a tree, same type of accident. Tree pinned him, collapsed his rib cage. He died on the way to the hospital. And that is what sent me into a like, why did he die? Why does he not have life? And why do I have life? And I didn't get an answer to that question. And I didn't know that's something that I even wrestled with God about. Like, why is he here? Why am I not? And I don't know the answer to that, but I said, okay, I'm focusing on the wrong question because it's not why am I here? It's like, I am here. So what am I supposed to do with the time that I have left? What am so I that's when I went. I love yeah. So tell me more about that. What am I supposed to do? Cause that, that's a great shift is going from why is this happening to what can I do? So I would love to hear that, that next step of, of what you did. So, to be honest, it probably took me a lot longer because I didn't have that voice. I didn't have somebody like you who wants to invest in so many people to pull a person aside to give me insight and direction. So for me, I was kind of wandering for some years like, is this it? Is this it? I'm trying this. I'm trying that. I thought it was one thing. But the, the key is I never stopped. I'm, I just kept going. And when this didn't work, I didn't think like, oh, then I'm not supposed to be here. I didn't throw in the towel. I didn't get down. I didn't have a woe as me. I just go to the next thing. That's so many people get down and discouraged because you try something and it doesn't work out like you thought it would. Don't stop. Keep going. Keep adjusting. Keep creating because creativity lives inside of you. So um, eventually I came to this point where I realized that I'm doing so much searching for purpose, but purpose is who I am. So what I did was focused on, okay, what am I passionate about? 
I'm passionate about people. I'm passionate about helping people, connecting with people, being around people. So I'm like, okay, how can I take that passion and merge that with purpose? And so I basically created a job for myself by putting myself in environments where I just get to care for people. I get to provide love, support, empowerment, coaching, speaking. And I'm like, okay, so for the person who's asking, okay, what do I do? Because I'm at this impasse and I don't know which way to go. I would tell you, start asking yourself, what do you want most in this life? Like fast forward, if you can, to the end of your life. And when you're looking back over it on your deathbed, what do you want those reflections to be about? What do you want to have accomplished? Because when you look at it that way, grand scheme, okay, now you know your destination. Now you can create a plan to get there. Okay, if that's what I want, I'm spending all this time and energy doing this stuff that's not gonna get me there. That means I'm wasting energy, sideways energy. I gotta cut that out and start intentionally doing actions that will get me toward where I'm trying to be. Intentional actions to get you towards what you, you're trying to reach, I, I love that. And what piece of advice would you share to yourself had you had to start this whole journey all over again? Man, I would say move sooner. I would say I spent so much time asking questions rather than just trying stuff. Like I was trying to figure it out. So many times we're trying to figure it out. Is this my purpose? Am I supposed to do that? Am I, what is, is it supposed to look like what they're doing, what he's doing, what she's doing? I would tell myself, don't worry about what he's doing and what she's doing and start doing what I care and what I'm passionate about sooner. Because I was taking jobs like in corporate America, just, you know, trying to get the American dream. Like maybe if I get the money and I get the house, that'll make fulfill me. And it's not. None of that means anything because as the COVID crisis is showing us, in a, you can snap your finger. All that can be gone. Jobs gone. Money gone. Houses gone. Like you can't go anywhere and do anything. So it's like, okay, now I have to find ways to do what I'm passionate about. And I got to it eventually, but I would just tell my younger self, man, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't stress out about how it's all gonna work out and keep going, keep giving everything you got to what you love and you're on the way. You're on the way. I, I love that, how you put that, Marcus. And people that wanna connect and learn more about your book, yourself, what is the best way they can, they can connect with you? Man, if you want to connect with me personally, you want to speak to me, um, the easiest way to communicate with me is probably Instagram. So you can follow me or find me at Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S underscore black, like the color. Simple, easy. But if you want to learn more about Asleep at the Wheel, the book is on Amazon, or you can go to my website, mblackspeaks.com. And it's just tell you a little bit about me, the work I do, and all about the book and a direct link to purchase it there as well.